Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Marvel Super Awesome Super Show. My name is Screech. I'm John. And uh, let's talk about some uh, Moon Knight Episode 3. Yes. Uh, there was so much. So the best way to describe this episode was it was awesome, but did like there was a lull at one point in the episode where I was just like, ugh. They did a lot of cool things. But then there was one one moment, and I can't remember when it was, but I just felt like, man, it's there, there's the lull. Like, it feels like, uh. Yeah. Oh. Let's start at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, so we're getting um, Layla, kind of like a intro to Layla's backstory a little bit here. Not much, but it's really like, you know, obviously she's talking to if that's her mom or if that's somewhat, I don't think it's her mom, but like I was thinking that for a minute. Like maybe I think it could be. it's because Mark Spector in the comics is a mercenary. Mm-hmm. Most likely Layla met him as a mercenary and they were both mercenaries together. And that lady is a, like the, the person who's like been helping them out with like all their missions as mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Like but we get, but we get a lot of talk about how um about Layla's dad. Yep. And so we we find out Layla basically um is from Egypt. Mhm. And that her dad worked on a lot of dig sites and that's kind of how Layla grew up. Yep. And um, that her father was murdered. Mhm. Um and I have an interesting theory about that one. Ooh. And so I I don't know if necessarily this is like, I don't think Layla was ever a mercenary. Um, I think Layla just, like, you know, as she was saying, like, you know, she steals back these relics and gives them to the rightful owners. Like, you know, put, puts them back to where they should be rather than being traded off the black market. And I, like, I think just during one of her escapades, that's where she had met Mark um, as he was a mercenary. Um, right. And, this person maybe like obviously that per- the the woman cares a lot about both Mark and Layla because she's just like she continuously tells Layla like be careful. Um. So I think it really like it could be it could just be like someone who essentially is like that mother figure to Layla. Um, just because that person also knew. Uh, her dad. Yeah. Because her dad had taught um, that woman how to do all of this forgery stuff, so it's it's possible that that you know her dad, like for his main job, like the 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 front, like he worked at dig sites, you know, as an archaeologist, Jackie Chan, um, Indiana Jones style. But at night, that's when he kind of did more of, like, the mercenary black market kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where Layla, you know, and, and perhaps his entire thing is, you know, oh, I was doing it for good reasons. I was getting money to help the poor in... Egypt, 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was very, I, 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 th- I think there's still more to learn about it. And the fun thing about Layla is there's no comic counterpart to her. Um, she is like, not in the comics. From what I was seeing, there is. Layla is not a... Not the name Layla, but uh, Mark Spector's wife. He's had a couple wives. But she... Like... I don't know. <laughs> like... I, I don't think it's the same person. I don't think this is that person. Because... Mm-hmm. Every time they they redo the comics, he gets a new wife, I think. I I think they they made up Layla for Moon Knight. Yeah, probably, yeah. And I think that's exciting. Yeah, for sure. Because it means that they get to explore a story um, that they want to explore. Without, yeah. like, saying, oh, this is how it is in the comics. Yeah. Um. So after that scene, we get this. We get we go back to uh, Mark Spector in Cairo and kind of see that he's trying to deal or he's, he's trying to get information about... Um, Amit and where Amit's tomb is and where Haro is and all of that. Right. And we see the battle between um sorry, Mark having to deal with uh losing consciousness. Control. Yep, and which was a great parallel to Steven. Yep. Um and I love that. I was like, oh, are we going to get an episode where it's all like Mark struggling with Steven. I mean, and that's essentially what we got. Except for one moment. Yeah, where he... We'll, we'll, go, we'll get there, we'll get there. Okay. Um, but the thing is, we kind of realized that uh, Steven is just like, it wasn't me, I didn't kill all these people. Uh, it's Jake Lockley! Yes, so Jake Lockley has been uh, loosely introduced. Um, and I'm... I'm very curious to see where and how this comes in because it's very, very interesting. So I have a theory about Jake Lockley. Okay. And I think now is the time to bring it up. Uh, Jake Lockley. He's one of the men in tights. Robin Hood's men. Jake Lockley is the one who killed Layla's father, which is why um, Mark feels guilty about it. Mm, well, but does Mark, Mark know? Yes. Mark well, is aware of all of his personalities. He's like the main personality. I, I don't know, because Mark Mark was just like uh, saying to Steven, like, hey, you can't be doing this, blah, 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 blah. And Steven's like, it wasn't me. And, and then Mark's like, well, who is doing this then? Like, I don't think Mark is aware of Jake. Well, it it's possible that Mark fell asleep Jake Lockley took over, killed um, 
killed Layla's dad. Yeah. And as he killed Layla's dad, just like um, Mark wakes up and all the the yeah the, those uh, cultists were dead except for one. It's very it, yeah, very much yeah. could have been something like that had happened. And so he feel felt guilty, which probably manifested Stephen. Yeah, because Stephen's basically his guilt. This don't kill people. Killing people's bad. Eating meat's bad. That's um, a lie. Well, it's not good for the environment. Um, yeah that 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 would be that would make sense, and I could I could very much see that. Um, yeah, that would be a neat twist. Yep. Um, where people say people that have seen the whole series were they saying the twist happens at episode four? No, there are not people who have seen the whole series yet. The, yeah, there are. The reviewers yeah. only saw up to love episode four. I believe, though, somebody said something came out about episode five and six, though. But I, anyways, the, episode four is where there's a twist because reviewers said that, right? Episode four, there is a twist because it's a six episode story. So the twist that keeps us engaged has to happen at episode four. It's well, happened yeah. in all the other shows. That's how this six-episode structure works. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, I I think the twist will be Jake Lockley, Stephen Grant, Mark Spector killed Layla's dad, and that's what uh, um, Arthur was talking about. Yeah, that would make sense. And it's going to probably and here here's here's my wild theory. So next episode, mm-hmm. we're going to frame the story. Um Steven is like we lost Konshu. Mark, we have to get him back. Um Layla's like I'm coming with you and she, and Mark's like, no, no, no. Konshu wants you too, or he'll internalize that, but not really say it. So then they'll go to the Great Pyramid of Giza. I think it's Giza. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm bad at pronunciations. Um, and then they'll go into like this. The um, they'll try to break the the thing for Konshu. Um. That won't actually work. They have to actually go to um, the parallel dimension or the pocket dimension that is parallel to um, our reality, which is where the Egyptian gods live, which I think they called it the um, Overvoid. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they go there, uh, they'll be like outmatched by you know things, and then Mark slash Steven, who are now learning to work together, realize that there's a third person in the mix, and you get like this evil, like really happy to be killing Jake Lockley, and that's where we end the episode. Mm-hmm. That's where I think that's what I think the twist will be in. I've already made my prediction for the next uh episode 
Yeah, so, I can see that happening. Bingo card that. Yeah, definitely. If you're keeping track at home, uh, John Wayne going off of and telling his prediction of the next episode before we even finish talking about this episode. Uh, I get excited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so, uh, we get, uh, after, basically, Mark finds out, you know, he can't, he, he can't get the information as to where, uh, where Harrow is, uh, they go, uh, Contru basically says, hey, let's, uh, let's go talk to all the gods. No, he did not say that, let's do that. If you remember, Mark said, well, what about all the other guards? Are they just going to let Harrow do this? He's like, you can't just ask all the gods to come, you know, to, to talk. It takes a, you know, it's hard mm-hmm. to do that. But they do it anyways. Then Conchie's like, well, I guess we don't have any other choice. So then he does a lunar eclipse, or a solar eclipse. Eclipses the sun. Um, because he's the god of the moon. Which is awesome. And all the gods are like, ooh, can't do that again. You're on thin ice, Khonshu. And we get this... That was... Can we just... I want to pause a second before we continue with the... uh, The... um, I think it's called the... uh, Oned? Um, The the grouping of the gods that then... Inead. Inead, thank you. Um, so, Oscar Isaac, who is playing Mark Spector and all the other personalities, is fantastic. He, the way you see the strain when Khonshu is, like, talking through him, um, later in the episode, when he does the switch, immediately, um, from Mark to Steven. And like. It's like you can see it on his face. Like that transition. It is perfect. Now while I agree. I would say that I do not think. He is the best. At doing that. Even in the MCU. You, you mean we have someone else with. Multiple personality disorder. Someone else has done what he just has done what he does. All right, I want to hear see. who who I'm it is. I'm gonna see if you can figure it out. Uh, well, I guess you you clearly don't remember at all, but it it, it made so much sense to me, and it it, it was uh, Paul Rudd. And what Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh. Yeah. The parallels that I saw, like, especially the scene with uh, where Steven takes over, she's like, yeah, there it is. It's right. Yep. Yep. Very similar. Granted, Paul Rudd's only happens once, and it's a lot more comical than anything. Granted, you know, it's also Paul Rudd. Um, but I, I do agree Oscar Isaac does a phenomenal job. Showing the difference, the differences between the two, and being able to like 
you know, go between one and the other. Yeah, I think, I mean, again, like, Paul Rudd's was used for a comedic moment. And, like, it's easy for an actor, a, a male actor, to, at least I feel, to play something extremely effeminate. Especially when you also have, like, the personalities and manner- mannerisms of the actor or actress that you're trying to emulate. Mm-hmm. What Oscar Isaac is doing is way harder. These are four personalities, if you're including Konshu, and assuming that we're going to get uh, Jake Lockley at some point. But we're going to have four different people. All that Oscar Isaac has to create these different movements and mannerisms and, you know, the voice, obviously. But, like, he has to create all of that as the actor. And he doesn't really have something to base it off of. Other than, like, his own reflection. Which is why I think that Oscar Isaacs is still way more impressive. Uh, Yeah, no, I understand. I just love Paul Rudd. I just had to mention that. You're not wrong that we should all love Paul Rudd. He's a gem. Uh, he hasn't aged a single day since he was 30. Alright, so in, instead of continuously not finishing talking about what the episode is in order of the episode, let's finish that part, John Okay. Uh, so, we're in the uh, Pyramid of Giza. Yep. And we have the Avatar of... Was it Horus? Who was it? Um, um, there's the Avatar of, um, I can't remember, but it's the it's the god of, uh, love and music, right? Who was friends with, Conchu? Yes, and so basically, like she is a lot more, like the Avatar herself is a lot more kind to Mark, and I think understanding, and that's why. When essentially all the gods take over their avatars and speak with each other, and we have uh, Harrow called in, uh, and then Mark gets to like kind of speak his his word. Mark is like, "Yeah, no, I am unwell. Things are not okay, but you need to understand that just because of that doesn't mean that you know." Contra uh, needs to be taken away, or we shouldn't be, or you sh- need to listen to. Like, like you need to listen to Kanchu and listen to me. Like, uh, and Hero's listen to what Harrow is saying. <laughs> yeah, like Harrow is very clearly like being a lawyer. Like he is saying what he should say rather than the truth. Like you know, well, he, he he is saying the truth within a. No, it's a like it, he is saying a lie because it's there's like the difference between um like a white lie and all those different types of lies. Like, he is very much doing whatever the lie of, um... It's called the sin of omission. That's what you're looking for. Yes, thank you. Which is not a lie. It is omitting facts. Which is technically... A lie. It is not... 
Andrew, they they went through this in Catholic school. It is At a least lie. They went, no, it's not. The sin of omission is not a lie. It is withholding facts because they don't support your case or they don't support whatever you're saying. It is immoral. Is it a lie? No, it is omitting facts. It's a lie. Omission of facts. Andrew, can facts be right or wrong? Yes. Yes. There, there is truth within facts. Okay, but if someone asks, are you trying to uh, open, are you, tr- are you trying to steal a cookie from the cookie jar? I was in the kitchen. Well, if you say it with more words, then you're not answering the question, which is not lying. This is how... It's lying. Andrew, it's how people get around lie detector tests. It's lying. There are literally tests that that test your sweat and blood pressure. And the training that they do is to get around them, or at least what I've been told. I have never had to take a lie detector test. What I've seen in television and movies is... You, it's a lie detector going off. Beep, beep, beep. You don't... You omit facts. Beep. That would hurt your case. Beep, beep. I'm not lying. Beep, 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 beep. So anyways, uh... Where were we talking about, uh... So, then okay. Harold leaves, which... And Ethan Hawke did an amazing performance in that. It was wonderful. Can I just say that all the actors are amazing? Like, I think this is one of the first times in a long time that we've had an MCU property that had so much, like, raw talent. That has just been amazing. No, I agree. Do you have anything else on that? No, they're, they're just really good. I just want. I'm I'm just trying to like not interrupt you and continue going with the rest of the episode. Yeah. While you you go off on your uh, your fanboy. Yeah, your yeah. So. We have, um, after that, uh, homegirl basically says, hey, yo, if you, if you really want to still try to, like, make this thing work, here's what you can do. You can go find the tomb of, uh, Snafu. Right. And, um, that wasn't the right name, was it? It was not, but I don't remember what it was. That's why I said Snafu. So find the tomb of Snafu. Snafu wrote it down. Yeah, but it seemed like they were gonna supposed to bring Snafu back to life. No, that's how I was perceiving it. No, he said they said that Snafu wrote it down and put it on his tomb. Gotcha. In case any of the gods ever wanted, um, to be uh, 
Yeah, to, to ever find a the myth. Jesus word. No, 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 no. It's the um, resurrect. No, no, the the um, forgiving, um, but like in a in a more biblical and more really nice kind of way. Atone. No, they use the word. Ugh. Come on, it's uh to be not like graceful, like I don't know, but basically, yeah. When 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 if. If the gods wanted to basically be like, ah, oh, no, we are, we are we wrong. No, not that. It's um, God, it's it's gonna drive me crazy. But basically, if they decided to be gracious and give Amit the ability to, you know, be alive instead of being like, hey, no, you done effed up. Here we go. You're stuck there forever, type thing. Yeah. Um. Which? How is that different than what they did to uh? Exactly. But so after that, they end up going to uh er sorry, Mark ends up trying to find it by himself, but then ends up bumping into Layla. Right. And Layla's like, hey you dumbass, you're not an Egyptian, like that's why you're not gonna be able to find the tomb of Snafu. And then basically says, Here, I know where we gotta go. We gotta go hang out with my boy. They go hang out with her boy. Turns out her boy is uh, getting bamboozled by Harrow and his crowd. And... A fight ensues. Yes, fight ensues. Um, and hold on, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, so, and then we, we kind of get this cool... <laughs> this This was one of my favorite moments, was the... Hi, I'm taking control. My name's Steven, and now I'm Mr. Mr. Knight. Let's stop battling, guys. Everybody, let's calm down. Let's everybody sit down, grab a glass of wine, and let's talk about it. And then he just gets a bunch of things shoved through him. Yep. And then he's like, Mark, take over. I'm done. I can't do this. I'm not. Nope. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. Really fit, like, Steven's character as well. Oh, yeah. So. And... I just, I think it's interesting, like, how they're, how, like, I think that moment kind of gave us a glimpse of, like, the relationship that they're developing. Mm -hmm. That, and then, like, the next major scene that happens. Oh, yeah. Which is, once um, the fight's over... They go into the middle of the desert. Um, Mark and Layla are like, we need Steven. And Steven comes out and he's like, yep. Um, it's a star. I made a star. I'm good at arts and crafts. Yep. Oh, man. Now I'm going to have to meme the shit out of how stupid Steven is. He's not. St- whoa, 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 whoa. He's not stupid. He's not. But man, am I going to. Oh, man. Now I got to make memes. And so, like. Here's how I've kind of been, like, especially, like, with the next scene, which was then Steven, as the avatar of Conchu, moving the sky back in time, so that way Layla could find the, the mm-hmm. coordinates. Um, I, how how I think of the relationship between Steven and Mark and Conchu right now 
is Mark is the muscle. Correct. But he but he is like this he's an arrow. You point at where you want it to go and it goes there. Contru being the bow. Whereas Steven is more of this ancient wisdom that Conchu has. And any of the mystical things that Conchu can do and needs to do, Steven can can is is the person for that. Mm-hmm. Which means that all that's left is the unaimed arrow, the the wildfire, the anger that Khonshu just has that is not controllable. You know, this... I am going to draw the craziest parallel. You ready? Okay. Yep. Penguins of Madagascar. I can see this. So... So, I see this. You've you've got clearly Conchu is your uh, uh, skipper. Like he's in charge. He's controlling this boat. Right. All right. Then you have you have Private, which is Stephen. No. Um, yep. No. 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 Yep. Because Stephen is Kowalski. No, Kowalski. Yes. No. Kowalski is Mark, John Wayne. No. Because here's the thing. You have to realize. Like, Private is right a lot of the times with what he's saying, but no one will listen. No. Private does what he's told by Skipper. (sighs) Even though, because Mark's right about things too. Steven's wrong when it comes to combat. Go on with your thing. I'm sorry, I I poo pooed on your. Y- stuff. You're you're not thinking of it the right way. No, it's a, it's ruined. You ruined it. Soiled it. Soiled it. Look, Soiled we may it. disagree on who's Kowalski and who's private, but we but can both agree. Rico is, uh, John Lockley. John Lockley. Yeah. Jake Lockley. Jake Lockley. Why did I put my name in there? Mm, you're just trying to feel like you're part of this. Uh, this, this show, the showboat. Honestly, it's only a matter of time before all of our rights get owned by Disney, and we are all part of the MCU in one way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. Yep. <laughs> and so, uh, where was we? Um, if you could turn back time. To the good old days. What? No! What? If I could turn back time. What? Da, no. da, 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 Wish we could turn da, back time to the good old days. When your mama said, I'll be stressed out. That one? No. I mean, you're wrong. That's okay. If I could turn back time. Do, 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 do. Da, 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 da. Let's not get copyright Yeah, that one. No. Um. Okay. So yeah, they turn back time in the sky, and basically, it's determined that uh, 
home dog needs to turn to stone. Yep. And that's pretty much the end of the episode. Not really, because then we get um, Arthur to have his final moment telling Konshu that he liked what he did. And oh, that, yeah, that basically that speech phenomenal. Basically, Arthur going to be like, "Hey, man, you you know how we did all this? Yeah, I am that crazy son of a bitch." <laughs> and everything that I'm about to do is because of what you made me. This is your fault. Yeah. 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 Which that that was great. I loved that ending the episode on that. Mm-hmm. Um it was exciting. Um Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great it was a really good episode. Um the law that I think you might be thinking about was when they were on the boat. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Do you know I, what I'm talking about? Yes. It might have been that. That's like, I think that's yeah. I think that was the point where I was like, uh it, it kind of slowed down, but yep. and and it felt like the energy of the show went away when it slowed down. Um which the show needs to have moments where heroes don't fight. Yeah, but well, so here's here's my problem, is mm -hmm. the way we have that we with the show. Oh yeah, uh, they like there are things they are doing that they're trying to make it a lot similar, a lot more similar to the uh, Netflix shows, which I really enjoy, and that's a lot of the just the pacing and like kind of the mood of everything. However, yep. they still only have six episodes. Yep. And that, I think, is the problem, is they really need to go either fully commit or honestly stick with what they were doing. Because what they were doing was not bad. It, it wasn't good. It wasn't amazing. But it very much was not bad. And I think, like, they've kind of put themselves into a mess of, okay, is this, what is this type thing, you know? Right, and I think so. I'm. I think the pacing is better for this show than any of the others. Um, and I think this is a really good show at explaining, at at diving into this new character, giving us the backstory, as well as telling a very interesting story where you have a villain who believes himself to be right. Mm-hmm. And it's a very interesting dynamic. I mean, um, we've the, already had the villains, like, all of, almost every villain we've had believes them to be right. Sylvie was right. Hold um, on. Well, Sylvie wasn't a villain. Yeah. TVA was the villain. Yeah. They, but they, they believed what they, they, no, they believed what they were doing was right. Every right. villain, a good villain, believes what they are doing is for the common good of the people. Right. And 
I know, like, the Flag Smashers, they were technically right. And it was good all the way up until she killed all the people, all the innocent people. As soon as they became an extremist organization, like, I don't know, they, they went from, like, interesting villain to, oh, it's still a little interesting. Do you not remember what I'm talking about? Uh, I you were typing for that. What? The the moment I was talking about where the flag smashers blow up a building with people inside it. No, yeah, I remember that. Okay. Yeah, well, but, I mean that for? that was that was her having being like, ah, uh, I this the only way this is gonna happen is if I send the message like. You know, and and like that—that's like I don't like even their, think their like message was thought. right though. Their message was right, and I don't know. It could have been a more interesting villain if they their message was right, and it was just like the government that was like wrong in doing things. I think it would have yeah. been more interesting that way. Um. But yeah, I. It really, I'm. I'm. What makes a good hero or it makes a good villain is that we under like we can. We can see where they're coming from. Right, and, and they have a good hero to work off of as well. Yes, and we are getting that very very much here with Harrow, especially with like the, that like closing monologue. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of really just being like, oh, yeah, the shit's about to go stupid. Like, yep. Um, and so, I don't know, you gave your prediction on the next episode. I don't really have a prediction. Okay. Other than, like, the twist, obviously, with Jake Lockley, I think it's going to be it. Um, I just. I'm hoping things get darker. I don't think they'll get too dark, Andrew. Um, uh, I, I, I think our fir- the first episode was phenomenal with how, like, the tone and everything. Like, it was very clear that we were going to get something darker. And I, I'm going to be honest. These last two episodes, I feel like we aren't as dark as everyone was thinking it was going to be. Well. Right, because everyone was expecting Daredevil levels of dark. I don't think we're even close to that, though. No, well, no, it's... you're Alright, Daredevil's rated R. Okay, yeah, but no, you no, what a... I'm saying, I don't think we're even, like... You're still at PG-13. Okay, gentlemen, you... ratings does not equal darkness. You're right. What I'm trying to say is that I think the only dark aspect of this episode was uh, that final monologue. And I'm expecting, from everything we've heard from reviews and everything, it's like, oh, like, the dark MCU is happening, like, these things are happening. It's like, nah, I don't, like, I don't think that's where they're going to be going. Like, they're, they, I don't think... They are getting dark enough. And I 
Yeah. So, I think for this story that they have written, I think this they've paced it and written it good enough. Like, this is this is good. It's better than anything else they've done. They don't have the same writers as Daredevil, which is arguably one of the... People can argue that that's the only um, Netflix Marvel show that's good. Jessica Jones is also up there for me, at least the first season. Second one, eh. I didn't watch third. Um, but, like, you don't have that because they're telling two different stories. Right? If you have Daredevil, who is a street-level, basically a guy who beats up thugs. Right? Mm-hmm. The story has to be interesting. It has to deal with his personal relationships. How, what he's doing, he, he can, what separates him from the villains is a very thin line that he gets very close to crossing over a couple times. And it's, and if it wasn't for like his friends, who ground him, he would cross over that line. This is not that story. This uh, is not I, a, a thug-level story. This is a story about potential end of the world once again. But he's the only one who understands what that is. It de- deals with mental illness. It deals with gods. It deals with um, violence and blood and killing people. But that was mostly because we had a character who had no guilt before, right? Mark Spector had no guilt on killing people until Steven kept on saying, don't kill this person. We see that clearly when Mark says, um, or when, when Conchu asks him to hang the guy over the ledge, and he's like, he'll talk, and then, um, Mark is like, but he's just a kid. That's his guilt. He doesn't want to kill people over nothing. And then when the kid dies, you know, basically kills himself. To, to keep the um Harrow's secret, like you see Mark as a person feel a little guilty about that. Okay, yes. But that's that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. What are you talking about then, Andrew? Like that the the show is not dark enough. Describe dark. Like it, it should feel more. It should feel more uncomfortable. Like watching it, like it should be like you should feel on edge more. That's not dark. That's called a thriller. 
I don't know how to wordify what I'm braining. But yeah, my my opinion, may, maybe I'll be able to better compose what I am thinking. But as a whole, I feel like it is not dark enough and is not nearly as... Because people are, people, the reviewers were saying, like, this is dark. Like, we, we are getting into the dark MCU. And I just don't see that. I think your conception of what is dark and what's not might might need a little bit of introspection. <laughs> um, I mean, look look at Batman, uh, the Dark Knight. Like, look at that trilogy. Let's not look at the trilogy. Let's look at the Dark Knight, because I would argue that that's the best one. And it's the, the how you want to put it, the darkest one. Is that the first or second? It's the second one with That's the what Joker. Joker. Yeah, yep. like like I I want I want more hero being the Joker, and I feel like the only place we got that was the end. The I th- if you want the Joker. I'm not wanting the Joker himself. I'm saying right. I want more of Hero as the Joker. Like here, here's the thing. Like Hero, he is doing his role. He is this villain that you are supposed to know that he, what he believes is right, which makes him a good villain. He is well written because he also knows how to play the system. He knew that when he talks to these people, he cannot say, we're killing half the population and it's you. Mm -hmm. Right? He is, like, when he talked to the gods, he's deflects. He says, Khonshu is taking um, advantage of this kid because he knows as soon as that that's how that conversation has to go. He has been in the situation with, presumably, with the other gods before as Khonshu's avatar. Yes. Then, when it came to the guy who had the sarcophagus, he knows that he has to be the one to say, these artifacts do have power. Let me show you what I can do. You don't want to have... Like... Having that right now is a burden for you. Because obviously, people want it. Like... um, This man who lies to you. Some of the power I have is to... To see the truth. Such as... Layla running away from her father's murder. And... Um... A, a, a secret that if Mark told Layla, he would know that he's not worthy of love. Because that is what he believes himself to be. And so, Harrow is this manipulator. He's manipulates people into doing what he needs them to do. Uh, yes. He is happy that the the tomb is found. 
he gets his his people to start excavating the tomb, right? Yeah. And then he goes to deal with Mark because he knows that Mark will figure it out. Okay, I that is who he is supposed to be as this manipulator, but I do not think that they have crossed the line to where he is full on that level. Full on what? Master manipulator? Like, yes, because I feel like we have not gotten enough screen time of him to really be showing these, like, very, like, that that darkness of him being a manipulator. We don't need a bunch of screen time to see him do that, though. Correct. Okay, but I, as a a viewer, do not feel that they have portrayed his level of manipulation to a level that I want it to be at. Alright, well, again, this is six episodes. I understand. The reason why Wilson Fisk, you kind of get this this politically driven villain who sees himself as a hero as well as portrays himself as a hero to the public depending on how far you are in Daredevil. How far are you? Uh, halfway through season two. Okay. The reason why you get um, Wilson Fisk as that during season one is because they have eight hours to tell that story. Marvel recent or up until recently said no. Six episodes, 45 to an hour. That's that's your limit. And when it comes to editing, they're like, well, for pacing, we have to get rid of some of this stuff. We have to get rid of some of this. Now, I believe that they correct... Someone might have to correct me on this, but I believe She-Hulk is going to be 10 episodes. 45 to an hour. That is what I just recently read, and I don't have a confirmed source on that, but I believe that's the rumor right now. So I think Marvel is taking note of some of the problems that they're having, and they're taking a step to fixing it. I don't think they could fix it for Moon Knight, because they had already given the directors, the actors, that many episodes. You know? I I understand what you're saying. But I think by at this point, halfway through the series, I should have stronger feelings about Harrow being a villain. And I feel as though he is not as strong of a villain as they want and are trying to portray him to be. All right. Well, that is your opinion. 
I think I I think you're valid for feeling that. But I I I I I don't agree with your opinion. I think they're doing a great job right now. Like This is a villain that no one knows about too. I think with like Let's look at Heath Ledger's Joker, right? Um, he only had 32, 33 minutes in The Dark Knight. But he had the Joker character, which everyone knows. He had a good repertoire of comics that he would base it off of. He had everything at his disposal to craft this character. Arthur Harrow. Six comics, probably. And it's not even the same person. He's created this entire villain. Like, and this is not just like, you know, the actors. They're also talking about the writers, the directors. There's more content for something like the Joker, which allows you to have less screen time and a more powerful impact versus a unknown character who has probably had, let's see, we're at three episodes, so it's like two hours, 15 minutes at this point. Somewhere around there. And he's probably only had 15 minutes of screen time. Like, obviously, we're not going to feel as attached to him as we did the Joker. We've seen him for not as long. Uh, it's it's not an attachment thing. Like, what's your argument? <laughs> I've literally expressed it multiple times. I just don't think that they have made him dark enough or like developed enough. And I understand that yes, it's two and a half hours in, but that's a whole fucking movie worth of time. But we haven't seen the whole movie. These I understand. I'm <sighs> saying that in two hours and fifty minute, fifteen minutes. They did not develop that character as much as they should have. Or could have. I I would like to hear how you would change this, Andrew. I don't know. I don't write damn movies. Well. I, I, if anything, it would be like, I don't know, more of just like seeing Harrow do things that are not even cringy, but, like, like, and if I don't get that,
had an episode. Four. I am back. How, how okay, much? Here worse. is what Kanchu has done to him and how he has become. Tell us. Here, I don't. He's the villain Joker. of what? He's not the Joker. No, no. I'm saying like when I think of like Batman villain, I think the Joker. Well, in the Batman, the Batman's villain is the Riddler, and guess what? We don't see his backstory. They show it to us, or they don't show it to us. We get through. Basically, through through items in in his apartment, um, how he acts, certain things that he does, okay, that tell us how he declines. So you're, you're missing my point. I I bet you if I go and watch the Batman, I will think that the Riddler is a well developed and. If if the vibe they're trying to go off is as a dark like a dark villain, I I will probably see that. But yeah, I, like the vibe they are trying to give off, and that reviewers have said of what we get from this whole series of ah, it's dark, like the dark MCU is coming. I do not see that, and I think it is the fault of us not like you asked what I would change, and I said oh, I would have given more backstory on uh, Harrow. That does, like, there's no point in trying to, like, reference it to anything else. I'm saying what I would have done as someone who does not create movies or design things like this at all. Like, in, like, I'm just thinking in my thought, like, oh, you could have done something like this. Or, you know, just any way to have made Harrow darker and make him feel more like this chaotic, manipulative, crazy person. He, mm. like, or even then, like, something like the i feel like there's too much along the lines of like real okay so sorry my brain is like trying to like get these thoughts together coherently and it's they could make everything else in the entire show one notch level like crazier and more chaotic and having hero be like this kind of stoic person that he is would help fit that 
but I think they have not gone far enough on either end of either pushing the story kind of to this point where having a very stoic and like, you know, he is very like crazy. And we know that as we have seen from that last monologue and blood hungry and having him be the stoic person, like, yeah, that can be very dark and give off those dark feelings. But we're not like, I don't feel as though the story has pushed that level of crazy and out of controlness to where someone who is stoic does that. And the other option would be, you know, have him show off, show off like kind of the craziness that is inside of his brain, but having him be portrayed as like whenever he is around people, like he is very stoic. Does that make sense? Yes. I don't agree with it, but it does make sense. And th- and that's fine. Like you could think he's a great, like they, that they've done all those things. Right. And that's awesome. I don't think they have. I think I, we just have to agree to disagree on this. Yes. I I think episode one was great. Episode two was was leaving me wanting more, and especially with how good episode one was. And episode three, at this point, I'm I'm just I'm left feeling unfinished. Well, yeah, Andrew. Uh, I no, I understand that this is a it's it's. it's <laughs> no, I'm not unfinished feeling, as in like, oh, what's coming next? It's more of a that episode did not feel finished. Like, it did not feel... Finished is the bad word. Um, You're right, it is a bad word. Because I'm like, it's not finished. It's a six-episode six show. That, it's, no, it's a no, the episode itself didn't four feel hour complete. Movie. Like, that it's episode... Four-hour movie. Look at it in a four-hour no, movie. No, you can't look at it that way. This is a TV series. If they wanted a four-hour movie, they should have done that. No, they're not going to do that. Because oh, the, they're not. Is- so they need to, they need to write... They I, I, I think it was poorly written. I... I that is my take. Episode three okay. was poorly written. Well, you hear it, heard it here first. All right. Well, after 30 minutes of us yelling at each other, which <laughs> I guarantee you I am not going to edit at all. Oh, I figured you're not going to edit that. Um, I guess we will see you guys next week. Yep. Uh... Yeah, ho- hopefully Moon Knight gets better, but I mean, this it's dog trash right now. Whoa! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not dog trash. It's the best. It, it is not bad. Show they've done. It, it. I. I. It is still very good, but I am. I'm just from what every reviewer says that it was like episode four really has to be good for those people who have been saying that episodes one through four were like this next level, like these new things. They, episode four better deliver. That's 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 what I've that's what I'll end on. Episode ha- episode four has to deliver, and if it doesn't, I'll be sad. You'll be sad. Go yeah. quit the podcast. Uh, no, we'll, we'll just I'll I'll just make some really shitty meme, and we'll get famous on Twitter for me being the only person to hate Moon Knight. All right, that Marvel Super Show. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya.